0: Good evening, from the health education campus of Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic. I, am the boss. I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debates between President Donald J. Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. The audience here in the hall has promised to remain silent. No Cheers! Yeah. no boos or other interruptions so we, and more importantly you, can focus on what the candidates have to say. No noise except right now, as we welcome the Republican nominee, President Trump, and the Democratic nominee, Vice President Biden. A lot of people have been waiting for this night, so let's get going. Our first subject is the Supreme Court. President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney Barrett over the weekend to succeed the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the Senate's to consider a nominee to the court. Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the President and Republicans to jam through on an appointment and what you call an abuse of power. My first question to both of you tonight, why are you right in the argument you make and your opponent wrong, and where do you think a Justice ballot would take the coup? President Trump, in this first segment, you go first, two minutes. Thank
1: you very much, Chris. I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. We have the Senate. We have the White House.
2: You only the power
1: of the dark. And we have a phenomenal nominee, respected by all. Top, 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 academic. Uh, good in every way. Good in every way. I moved on her like <laughs> a bitch. In fact, uh, some of her biggest endorsers are very liberal people. From Notre Dame and other places, so I think she's going to be fantastic. We have plenty of time. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping, even if we did it after the election itself. I have a lot of time after the election, as you know. I've got to use some tic tacs just in case I start kissing her. So I think that uh, she will be outstanding, she's going to be uh, as good as anybody that has served on that court,
3: President Trump. Thank you. Um, same question to you, Vice President Biden. You have two minutes. First of all, um,
4: thank you for doing this and looking thank forward you. to this, Mr President. Thank you, Jim. I uh, the American people have a right to have a say in who the Supreme Court nominee is, and that say occurs when they vote for a United States Senators and when they vote for the President of the United States. They're not going to get that chance now because we're in the middle of an election already. The election has already started. Tens of thousands of people have already voted. And so the thing that should happen is we should wait.
1: I'm going to wait till midnight my love
4: down. Because that's the only way the American people get to express their view is by who they elect as president and who they elect as vice president. Now, what's at stake here is the president's made it clear he wants to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. He's been running on that with 23 of my colleagues trying to win the nomination that I won. We're saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will. Under my proposal.
1: It's not what you have said. But and it's not what the party is saying. That is simply your party doesn't say it, your party wants simple. to go. It is useless. useless socialist. My party is the socialist. Right Helpful. now, I am And the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that.
4: I am the Democratic Party right now.
1: I am the president.
4: The platform of the, the Democratic, Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact, approved of. What I approved of. Now here's the deal. The deal is that it's going to wipe out pre-existing conditions. And by the way, the twenty, the two hundred million, the two hundred thousand people that have died on his watch. There, how many of those have survived? Well, there's 7 million people that contracted COVID. What does it mean for them going forward if you strike down?
1: Affordable Care Act. Joe, you've had 308,000 military people dying because you couldn't provide them proper health care in the military. So don't tell me about this. I'm happy to talk about And if you were here, you wouldn't be 200. It would be 2 million people because (laughs) you were very late on the draw. You didn't want me to ban China which was heavily infected. You didn't want me to ban... All right. We're, gentlemen, you, are, which no, was heavily in, you would Mr. have been president, much later, Joe. Mr. President, you the boss. Peter.
3: Mr. president, you're talking about two million people. You're not president really as a moderator. <laughs> we are going to talk about COVID in the next segment, but well, go ahead. Let me finish.
4: The point is that the president also is opposed to Roe v. Wade. That's on the ballot as well in the court, in the court. This is the People's Court. And so that's also at stake right now. And so the election is all... You don't know it's on, on the ballot. Yes. I call this representative government.
1: It's Salvatore, Feldman, O'Reilly, Nelson. It's an Italian, a Jew, an Irishman, and a regular American. I, why is it in the, the ballot?
4: Because because why is you it you on the ballot? it's not in the ballot. It's on
1: the ballot in the I court. I don't think so. In the court. Well, there's nothing happening there. Donald, would I you And you don't know her view on Roe v. Wade. You I don't, don't know her view. Her view.
3: Well, all right, let's, all right. let's talk – got a lot to unpack here, gentlemen. we got a lot of time. so.
5: <laughs> uh. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, folks. This is the Coast to Coast show live here on Block Talk Radio. My name is Andy. We have Amanda in the UK. Welcome back from your holiday, Amanda.
6: Hello, my darling. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. It's great we to be back. We definitely
5: – we we missed you. We certainly did miss you all week long. And, uh, trust, you, trust you had a nice yeah. relaxing time there with your family. And, uh,
6: oh, it was beautiful. It was just what I needed to get rid of the years cobwebs that I built up.
5: <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. And uh, hey,
7: Cornell, good evening to you. Hey, how you doing, Andy? How's everything?
5: you welcome
6: <laughs>
7: back.
5: Thank
6: you, sweetheart. That's so sweet. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Definitely. it.
5: We're back. Oh, good to- yes, absolutely. So so have you missed this all week? I bet you have.
6: Oh my God, I have. It felt like my right limb was missing. Um, the show has been such a huge part of me that not doing it for the rest of that week just felt so weird. And uh, it's so nice to be back. So nice to be back. Well, I'm glad you yeah. are.
7: We we
5: we definitely missed you, and a lot you know a lot yes, happened we last did. week. It was a busy week. Busy week had some good callers last week, and uh, anticipate we we'll get some more this week. Our number wow. here on the show be the conversation. Join us here on the Coast to Coast Show. Our number is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. We are live right now. Now would be a good time to call. I know yes. a lot of you are going to hear this uh, after we're done as a podcast, and you can't call in and be the conversation or join what we're doing here on the podcast. It's true. So. You know what I mean? So call now, 515-605-9888. But hey, listen, we appreciate listening to the show whenever that might be, wherever that might be. And I think, what, 12 or 13 countries that we have followers in right now. Incredible. So kind of a, yeah. yeah, isn't it? We started with, uh, we started with, uh, with one. With, um, we started with one. Yeah, we started – actually, we started in my backyard. I mean, you know. With, you know <laughs>
6: where nature is listening and we're nature the squirrels pulled the, birds, you know the
5: birds. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was me and the squirrels and now yep. you
6: know you didn't now, we're
5: over the now we're all over the world unbelievable
6: that's incredible yeah. incredible
5: hey uh, amanda did you catch the debate uh, uh on your uh, vacation your holidays or did you watch any of the debate no there?
6: i watched it today i caught up on everything today i uh, well wow. Andy,
5: wow. Yeah. I thought we did a good <laughs> job interpreting it. Don't you think so on this show? I mean, I thought, yes. I thought we did, you know. Wow. I mean, my God, what a, f- a, f- a fiasco, a diabolical demol- it was just incredible. Uh, let's yeah. play some more clips we have of it, some highlights, then we'll talk about it. Here's uh, here's another
3: little clip. Oh, We're no, not no. give a we have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That
1: was really a productive segment, wasn't it?
3: Keep yapping,
1: man. The people understand, you. 47 years, you've done
3: nothing. They understand. All right. The second subject (laughs) is COVID-19, which is an awfully serious subject. So let's try to be serious about about it. it. We have had more than 7 million cases of coronavirus in the United States, and more than 200,000 people have died. Even after we produce a vaccine, experts say that it could be months or even years before we come back to anything approaching normal, my question for both of you is, based on what you have said and done so far... Remember what, what we've said,
1: said and done and felt about each
3: other.
1: Oh, they mercy.
3: ...and what you have said you would do, starting in 2021, why should the American people trust you more than your opponent, to deal with this public health crisis going forward. In this case, the question goes to you first, sir. Two minutes uninterrupted. Good luck.
4: 200,000 dead. As you said, over 7 million infected in the United States. We, in fact, have 5%, 4% of the world's population, 20% of the deaths. 40,000 people a day are contracting COVID. In addition to that about between 750 and a thousand people today are dying when he was presented with that number he said it is what it is. Well, It is what is what it is because you are who you are that's why it is the president has no plan he hasn't laid out anything he knew all the way back in february how serious this crisis was he knew it was a deadly disease what did he do he's on tape is acknowledging
1: he knew uh, it's also more deadly than your You know, even your strenuous flus.
4: He said he didn't tell us or give people a warning of it because he didn't want to panic the American people. You don't panic. He panicked. In addition to that, what did he do? He went in and we were insisting that the the, the people we had on the ground in China should be able to go to Wuhan and determine for themselves how dangerous this was. He did not even ask Xi to do that. He told us what a great job she was doing. He said we owe him a debt of gratitude for being so transparent with us. And what did he do then? He then did nothing. He he waited and waited and waited. He still doesn't have a plan. I laid out back in March exactly what we should be doing. And I laid out again in July what we should be doing. We should be providing all the protective gear. We should be providing the money the House has passed in order to be able to go out and get people the help they need to keep their businesses open. Open schools would cost a lot of money. You should get out of your bunker and get out of the sand trap and get in, in your golf course and go in the Oval Office and bring together the Democrats, Republicans, and fund what needs to be done now to save lives.
7: Whoever served in an infantry unit, son.
5: No, I personally have not. Have you, Cornell?
7: Um, actually, no. <laughs> no. All right. And, and,
5: and, and Amanda, have you ever served in an infantry unit? Oh no, no, I no. haven't. Just, just you know, just checking. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> we're going There's some more to get to. There's, there's some more to get to here. Uh, take a listen. President Trump
1: saved thousands of lives. Many of your Democrat governors said. President Trump did a phenomenal job. We worked with the governor. Oh, really? Go take a look. The governor said I did a phenomenal job. Most of them said that. In fact, people that would not be necessarily on my side said that. President Trump did a phenomenal job. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to we did we got the gowns we got the masks we made the ventilators you wouldn't have made ventilators and now we're weeks away from a vaccine we're doing therapeutics already fewer people are dying when they get sick far fewer people are dying we've done a great job the only thing i haven't done a good job and that's because of the fake news no matter what you say to them they give you bad press on it's just fake news they give you good press they give me bad press because that's the way it is unfortunately but let me
5: so any any um, so what he's saying is any fact-based news is, in in fact, fake. I guess that's worth yes. word to believe.
6: Yes. What would happen
5: if we just believed all this? What would happen if we just went along our merry lives and
7: la di da di da and just believed everything we right. did? How about the people that believe that you don't have to wear a mask and find out that the president of the United States has coronavirus?
6: Well, it makes me question uh, the people who think the virus is fake, as well as uh, following Trump, because surely that's going to make them question everything they've believed right up until this point, right? Unless they believe their, their leader has created this in an attempt to win over the public towards the voting.
5: You you know, uh, Amanda, in your in your backyard right there in the United mm. Kingdom, um, yeah, you're you you've got five hundred fifteen thousand five hundred and seventy-one confirmed cases.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Forty-two thousand three hundred and sixty-nine people have died there. Mm-hmm. In the uh, in the United States, seven million six hundred and seventy six thousand three hundred and sixty four cases as of today. Are new curious? cases. New cases are up thirty-eight thousand five hundred and fifty-two. Those are new cases. How many people have died this morning? I thought it was two hundred and ten. That's about. I was getting ready to do today's show. I thought I was going to come on with that number right around two hundred and ten. The actual number of people who have died, confirmed from as a result of the coronavirus, folks. That's since you know March is two hundred fourteen thousand nine hundred seventy. That's 359 new deaths, 359 new deaths. The amount of people who have recovered from the 7 million cases is 4,888,481, and I know we've talked about this before. I'm spewing out all these numbers, and by the time I'm finished saying a number, you'll forget what the previous number is. But the beauty of a podcast is that you can rewind it and hear it again if you'd like to or just take it back, you know, for these numbers. Again, the total cases in the USA is 7,676,364, 4 million of which, 4,888, have recovered. The active cases that are being treated right now in healthcare facilities is 2,572,913. Of those 2 million, 14,193 are considered critical, and the total cases out of 1 million pop you know how many people out of a million are, are have coronavirus is 23156 and the deaths per 1 million population is 648 so 648 people out of every 1 million will die from this disease
7: it many, is it every uh, is it every no total
5: out of three – there's 331,510,437 people in the United States right now. That's probably a slight underestimation, but that's the number. 331,510,437. We won't forget one of those, right? Out of that – out of all those numbers, 31. the total amount of tests out of a million – well, total tests is 112,373,952. So, out of 331 million people living in America, 112 million of those were tested. So that right. that means, and I know, I folks, I don't want to confuse everybody. All these numbers, what, huh? What? Just you, again, it, you, most likely you're hearing this on a podcast. You can kind of rewind it a little bit if you want to hear these again. Just just slide the bar back a little bit. You can hear these numbers again. Um, the test. Out of 1 million population, I, I know how many people out of a million are getting tested for coronavirus? That number is 338,976. Wow. And I won't bore, I've got the breakdown for the entire world here, um, country by country, which we will not dive into unless a caller calls in at 515 605 9888. And request to hear the numbers for any particular country. We have all the latest breaking information and numbers for coronavirus around the world, right here on the coast to coast show. And we'll be glad to discuss those numbers with you and get your thoughts and opinion on them. Is this in fact a hoax? Um, is the flu a hoax? Is a cold a hoax? Is, is no. you know many you know right? This this is real. The pre- now here's the interesting thing: the president of the United States has coronavirus. He hmm. goes to the hospital yesterday. He leaves the hospital to go for a joyride in his limousine, circling, orbiting the medical center, the Walter Reed Medical Center, and for his supporters and waves to them out of his limousine, and then goes back into the hospital. Very much reminiscent of, of the North Korea of a dictator, that type of you know, my people, my people, I'm okay, my people. Let me show show you my face, my people. I'm very fine. Um. And that's what, he, that's what he did, and then checked himself back into the hospital, um, and today he took the helicopter ride, of course, circling over all the monuments and Pentagon and Washington, D.C., and gracefully landed on the South Lawn and got out of the helicopter, took his mask off, went into the White House, which is a bevy for the coronavirus. It is a super spreader hotspot. Thirteen people in the West Wing were infected with coronavirus, including his press secretary
7: and his assistant. That's that's like a bee. You get bit by a bee and run back to the beehive.
6: (laughs) (laughs) What are you
5: I gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, yeah it was,
5: <laughs> one, we have one bee sting, not enough. Let's go back to that beehive, get some more. Yeah, we heard a lot of people getting stuck over there. Let's go over there. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, there's a, uh, a a political commentator by the name of uh, of David Gergen. David Gergen, um, he's an American political commentator. He's the and I remember him from way back. Some of you might not. He's a former presidential advisor who served during the administrations of Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton. Uh, published, were very well known. doing on many shows. He's currently a senior political analyst for CNN, and also a professor of public service. And the um, he's also director, the founding director of the Center for uh, Public Leadership at the Harvard Kennedy School. Uh, why do I bring his name up? Very well respected. Very well respected. And uh people take him seriously. And um he uh was it today or yesterday actually now I just read you all the presidents that he served under, right, as a as a senior advisor, right? He said that what's the president's name again? Donald Trump. <laughs> he said,
7: <laughs> so you What's the guy, what's guy's name? What's the guy's name Can again? Who's the president B, Andy? <laughs>
5: in this cone of beer anyway
6: whatever it is
5: he said that but well, what's that guy's name god damn it he's happens okay oh yeah trump donald trump he said that um that donald trump was he called him a madman that we we're under the the leadership of this of this madman mm. um uh you know and the interesting thing is, and, and we, you know, we talked about this last week, and of course, Amanda, when before you went on vacation there, we've, we've talked about it many times. That this isn't a show. We we don't go on the show, and we're not just taking the time out of our lives and out of our day, and uh, to get on here, spending the time we do, and researching all this information, and talking about, discussing all this information, uh, just to talk. Um, we we look at the facts. We just are expressing what exists in the world. Would we rather be discussing political and philosophical ideologies and differences that we might all have even amongst us here on the show in, in differences in our opinion, those ideologies and, and and life and how the various political scenarios affect us as individuals. Uh, sure we would. Would we rather be talking about you know, a Republican plan, what is the vision for America? How are we all going to be living under that plan? What would our lives as individuals look like versus the a plan uh, if a Democratic uh, president were to be elected? What would that plan look like? Uh, not what they say it's going to look like, but what would it really look like? And we'd much rather be talking about these things than what would appear to be, I would imagine, by our listeners, to be a show that does nothing but bash – what's the guy's name? Um <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why am I... What? I, seriously.
7: It must be it, it empty. <laughs> this is very strange.
6: Maybe it's
5: a
7: helium. <laughs>
6: too much of it, Andy, too much.
5: Something, uh, I come up to, you know, this whole thing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, what President name begin? Yeah. Um. But anyway, because that's not what we're about. That's not what we do. That's what we want to do. We just kind of look at the facts, look at what is in the real world, and discuss what is more than evident to all of us as a population, no matter where we live. No yeah. matter and, and we're you know we're in twelve I think thirteen countries now
7: uh, yeah. with
5: followers in all of these countries yeah. that follow the Thank show. You. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, and I I don't it's I haven't so looked actually cool. in the last few days if we have the last one I think before Amanda went on vacation the last one that joined us was Spain, and I, I haven't looked since then to see if we have any more. But of course uh, this week we'll we'll probably reviewing some more countries where we have listeners and people have come aboard the show and are sending us uh, Instagrams and emails and so forth. Um, but anyway, so that's that's where we're where we are at on the coast to coast show, and I don't want to be perceived. As a show that is just out to get Donald Trump, bashing Donald Trump, bashing, you know. Uh, but it's it's more about character, who he is, his background, what he represents, how he's perceived in the world, how his being president affects us all as individuals, what his presidency yes. has done to our society yes. in America and societies around the world, how mm-hmm. he's created divisions that we've never seen ever in the history of America and the history of the of the world. You know, it pulled us out of every type of agreement, every type of treaty we've ever had with anybody. Um, you know, it just isolated America. Of course, this thing was America first. And and is that, you know, that's something we could talk about. That's not exactly uh, the Trump bashing is 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 it important and why is it important for uh, America to have more of an isolationist strategy? You know, putting ourselves first, not worrying about other countries, um, just looking at for us here. And, and, and that's. You know, paramount over anything else in our existence in the world versus looking at where we are in the world here in 2020 and looking how small and even much, much smaller as of recent from the development of the Internet and communications and satellites and GPS and everything else that's coming You know, day to day. We're making tremendous advancements in all this and making the world even a much smaller place than even was just a, a few short years ago. And yeah. and is it, is it important or is it not important? Uh, for us to look at our country and let's say Amanda's country, the UK, should the UK just be, you know, the hell with the rest of Europe. We're just going to, and to an extent with Brexit, maybe Amanda can comment more on that. Um, You know, what, what is, what is, is England, does the UK perceive itself now as, an individual, hey, we're UK, the rest of Europe and the rest of the world really doesn't matter. We're going to do what what benefits us, and we're going to put us first before Europe and the world. Or does does UK perceive itself as being somebody who brings the world population together as much as possible with in where they stand in in the political powers of the world? What do you think? <laughs>
6: Well, I think, you know, to say that we're putting ourselves first is correct on some levels, um, but not all levels. We didn't leave Europe to say, you know, kind of screw you, we're not interested. Um, But the thing is, we were paying out for many things. Um, We were suffering uh, many losses, still being a part of Europe. And so the UK uh, had this vote to see if the people, if that's what they wanted, us to pull out of of Europe to incorporate better changes, to make our own rules and decisions that would benefit us greatly, as opposed to what was being decided for us in a European Parliament, and to have better trade deals and and, and business deals that would benefit the UK. And um, I think, you know, it's been under a lot of um, scrutiny of everything that's been going on. It's taken way longer than it should have. Um, And I think a lot of people have been getting fed up with hearing about how it's been delayed and how Europe are denying us all the time. And there's been a lot in the media recently about um, the UK breaking the law with trade um, regarding uh, Ireland and how we are trying to keep the peace there without affecting um, anything too dramatically, but still being able to trade uh, with a border border. Um, because obviously borders will now come into effect and that may make things a little bit more tricky. So we've had people quitting and resigning left, right, and centre from us um, because of these deals, but Boris Johnson sees it as the best way forward. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're kind of trusting in that and in him to do that for us and make the right decisions. And I can see where he's coming from uh, with a lot of things, but at the same time I think people are starting to lose – um, that respect for him in that way and especially with everything that's going on with the coronavirus as well with the the lack of testing and all those issues going on um feeling that he's failing us with that and schools um the outbreaks that are going on in schools after sending everybody back to school and not having the testing it's it's become very very difficult and and uh murky waters for him and for us
5: yeah of course of course the the uh you know, it's funny here when uh, Trump was a candidate uh, uh, for the presidency, um, he talked about, and then even after he was elected, he continued talking about and doing things about it how the United States is paying so much more than its supposed share to protect other countries, protect the NATO countries, and, and, and in trade deals and business deals and defense, we're putting so much more money. And it's not like these other countries can not afford to pay more than they're paying now. And America is just yes. like. And, and then the, the the you know to be on the opposite side of the coin of that to put it bluntly is that we're this country we're not the mafia and there's what you got to pay up or we're going to we got your protection she I've got you my dear she, she we're going to protect <laughs> her. and we'll come out every other Tuesday and collect for you owe or she or we're going to pull out you're on your own you mm-hmm. know what I mean and we, you're and we know the Russians are looking write down their barrel there, and we pulled out. You're going to be in trouble. So you got to pay up, shake,
6: shake. I love <laughs> the accent. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, so that's not what we're about. But see, so he he has made other countries pay more, right? But here's mm. here's what I question. Here's, and, I, and so, go going into it, uh, you know, just looking at that on the surface, it kind of makes sense. You know, if we're paying. X x x X X to defend a country, and none of the countries paying x and a half, well how come they're only paying x and a half and we're we're spending all this money and there should be how come they're not contributing more to what it costs us to defend you? We got 330 yeah. million people in this country to take care of what and and I understand that, and part of me says, you know, you know Donald, I'm kind of liking what you're saying, I understand it. On one one part of me understands it. Maybe the majority of me understands it. The other part of me says, like I just said before, we're well, not the mafia either. But here's the other thing. Now that now that he's been president for almost four years and other countries are, are paying more, supposedly. I didn't actually look at those numbers to see if that's actually true or not. So I'm not quite sure that's actually happened or is it just rhetoric. But anyway, let's just suppose it is true. Um uh, I don't you know, we have incredible issues here. With education, with the homeless, housing, disease, uh, te- you know, coronavirus testing, um, mm-hmm. you know, I go on and on and on, and and you know, yeah. go down the laundry list of issues that Americans are facing. That an injection of of funds, you know, highways, bridges, railroad stations, airports, you know, on and on and on, would would remedy. So if other countries are paying more now into our treasury to for us to defend them and provide other services for them. Where's the money going? You know, Right now, we have millions and millions of Americans, and I'm sure as you are there as well, Amanda, in the UK, millions of people who are out of work, who are uh, under the threat of eviction, who have issues to take care of with kids and so forth that can't because of the predicament that the coronavirus has put us under, and there's supposed to be another um, wellness check, shall we say, that was supposed to be issued – uh, okay. to American citizens, and that is being held up in Congress right now because Nancy Pelosi says that the bill that's been presented is not inclusive enough. It doesn't take care of enough. It's not big enough. The Republicans say, well, we're, we want to get people money. Why are you holding up? You know, we have people there who are starving and are, are going to get evicted. They can't get their jobs back. We need to get money to these people, and they're blaming Pelosi for holding it up. But Pelosi is saying, wait, well, I'm not holding it up. It's not enough, folks. It's not enough. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You know? Come on. Show okay. me some more here. Come on. Show me the money. Show me the money here. Okay? Now. All right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying now. All right. Okay. All
6: right. <laughs> All
5: right. <laughs> it's, it's oh so um what we gotta do, I think, is uh, put pressure on our Congress, on our representatives, folks.
0: Uh, yeah. You know,
5: go 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 to U.S. Gov. You know, uh, find out who your local legislature is in Congress, who your senator is, and um, you know, you know what to tell them. You know, you know what to tell them. Um, and we have said it many times on this show, right? Yes, we we, 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 we would tell them. You know, we would tell them. Um, oh! Well, not necessarily. That <laughs> <I> was thinking. <laughs> <laughs>
7: That's like a whole entourage.
5: <laughs> 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 Here's what I would really ask you. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, what I would, um, anyway, what I would tell them is that we're mad as hell. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm not mad as hell, and I'm not going to take
5: this anymore. I
7: kind of oh, miss not.
5: that
7: guy. I kind of miss <laughs> that guy. I haven't heard from him in like two weeks
5: yeah,
7: so I I, know. Which I, yeah. I can only, you know, uh, or or. Uh, still, I can stand, and I can't
5: stand no more.
7: Yeah, tell them that. Something oh man! Like that. So since so Amanda came back, I guess they both were on vacation too. So now.
6: I, guess, <laughs> I brought Amanda them with me. You
7: know. <laughs> yeah, we we had
6: words, and they, they wanted to join me. So I was like, ah, oh, come on, guys, I'm the right? You know. It was paper yeah. birthday too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I not surprised about chasing, right?
7: Right.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh, but really, folks, you know, speak up. You know, if you like the way things are doing are going, then then don't just you know get on Facebook and say, hey, 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 do something about it. You know, I have I've yeah. I've written many many of emails and letters and phone calls and to uh, to my local uh, elected officials, I let them know. Exactly, exactly where I stand, um, uh, you know, on this.
0: Person, woman, man, camera, TV.
5: I've told them that thinking it might get me some mileage, and I haven't heard back from anybody yet.
7: Well, uh, you probably took down the office, huh? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing oh, nothing that's so at good, all. That's so good. yeah yeah oh, there's yeah. uh you know uh there's some more to get to here from the debate, which I want to keep touching on some of the uh on the mm. on that on uh, those topics. let's hear about the the mask uh portion of the debate yes. to
3: increasingly question the effectiveness of masks as a disease preventer, and in fact recently you have cited the the issue of of waiters touching their masks and touching plates. are you? Questioning no, the, I think the masks impact. are think the okay. Of, of you have masks. to understand.
1: If you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on, you know, when I think I need it. Tonight, <laughs> as an example, everybody's had a test, and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to. But I, I wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have. To, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking. 200 feet away from it he shows up with the biggest mask i've ever seen Uh,
3: (laughs) i will say uh, vice president uh, biden go ahead sir well
4: mask mask make a big difference his own head of the cdc said if we just wore masks between now if everybody wore masks in social distance between now and january we'd probably save up to a hundred thousand lives it matters and
1: they've also said the opposite they've also said no
4: no serious person said the opposite they no, so, well, look, I, mean, right, I want to
1: ask you. you Fauci, Dr. Fauci said the yeah, he did I, not I want say. He said very strong. Masks judgment. are not good. Then he changed his mind. He said masks good. I, I I'm okay
2: ask,
5: with masks. So I, I want to ask you. People. Okay, mm-hmm. who has coronavirus and who doesn't?
6: Well, yeah, you know, when I heard that in the, uh, the debate, I, I swear to God, my my jaw dropped open. I was. Absolutely shocked, and then to to you know bring down Biden to say and really do in a childish manner that he wore the biggest baddest mask, you know, and and he's just trying to do the right thing that he believes in protecting everybody. After all, mm-hmm. that is what has been put out there. Am I wrong? To to say that, you know, you prevent other people from receiving it from you by wearing a mask, mm-hmm. not necessarily you contracting it, obviously, but you know, I think mm-hmm. considering how he claimed that the, the virus was very, very serious all the way back in February, and I know a lot of uh, data and, and scientists have been saying various things since then, but I feel that was very irresponsible in that moment to do what he yeah. did in that debate. hmm hmm
0: uh, no and and he, had, he
6: had coronavirus
5: uh, at the debate. He had it. Um,
7: yes.
5: As, as, and also, uh, you know, what does Trump write to, uh, you know, John Bolton, his former advisor, uh, um, you know, of course, which Trump, who, who Trump has since trashed, um, uh, Trump made a statement about, you know, he would you come out against the uh, – you know, the Proud Boys, so to speak. Would you, you know? And of course, he never did. He told them, if you remember, to, he said, Proud Boys, he didn't know what they were. He said, Give me give me a name of who do you want me to denounce. And mm-hmm. then um, Joe Biden said, Yeah, the Proud Boys, you know, the Proud Boys, you know, the guys who walk around with the fatigues and the rifles and, you know, anti everything um, except themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so he said, Stand by, stand back. Within a minute and a half of them saying that, they had a new logo with oh, their geez. emblem. With Literally, within a minute and a half, their wow. emblem was in the middle and above was stand back and below it was stand by. And uh, let's hear John Bolton's comment on, on that, on the Proud Boys
3: is a past master uh, at saying many things about the same subject. So he can say to the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. And by the way, people should listen to how he uh, used that line in the debate. He had practiced it. He had thought about it. He knew exactly what he was saying. Uh, And he allows that to sink in. And then a short time later, he sort of contradicts it. And, you know, by Friday. Yes.
5: Yes. Yes. And then also, you know, something interesting, I should get to this quick uh, click, clip clip, as well. Um, do you ever notice how many times Trump speaks referring to people who he knows and compliments them? And then if they disagree, he trashes them and insults them. They're losers. I
1: about mean, yeah.
5: some of the people who he knows?
1: The Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are.
2: The president has a clear pattern of denying that he knows someone who is either in trouble or has criticized him or anyone really that he doesn't want to be associated with. Let's roll the tape here, starting with the impeachment inquiry and Gordon Sondland, the former ambassador to the EU who was set to testify in the Ukraine scandal that, yes, there was a quid pro quo to hold up USAID money for information damaging to Joe Biden.
1: I don't know him very well. I have not spoken to him much. This is not a man I know well. Seems like a nice guy, though. But I don't know him well.
2: Now, just a month before, the president tweeted that he'd love to send Sondland, a really good man and great American, to testify. Sondland was also a big donor to Trump's inauguration, and he was nominated by the president to his ambassadorship just a year and a half before. And then on the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine...
1: I really don't know her. I'm sure she's a very fine woman. I just don't know much about her.
2: Not only did the president know of Marie Ivanovich, according to a White House transcript, Trump told Ukraine's president that she was, quote, bad news and would, quote, be going through some things before she was eventually fired as ambassador to Ukraine. And after one of Rudy Giuliani's indicted associates, Lev Parnas, said the president pressured Ukraine's president to announce an investigation on Joe Biden...
1: I don't know partners, other than I guess I had uh, pictures taken, which I do with thousands of people. I don't know him at all, don't know what he's about, don't know where he comes from, know nothing about him.
2: Trump also said this about Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vinman, who helped manage the Ukraine portfolio at the White House and was set to testify about what he heard in that phone call.
1: I don't know Vindman at all. Some of them are never-Trumpers.
2: So so what are evidence do you have, have that, that Colonel Trump Vindman Trump. is a never-Trumper? Uh, we'll be showing that to you real soon. Well, very soon, real soon, turned into real never. And Trump's 2016 campaign, not much different. Despite calling one of his campaign advisors, George Papadopoulos, an excellent guy to The Washington Post, this was the word on him once he was convicted of lying to the FBI. I never even talked to the guy. Trump told Fox News I didn't know who he was. Even Paul Manafort, the head of Trump's presidential campaign, got the hardly know him treatment too when he was convicted in the Mueller investigation.
5: I didn't know. So, what's
7: up with that? I don't. I don't get it. I I mean, he don't know anybody, (laughs) and he do he know us? Are we clear? (laughs)
6: Well, I mean,
7: Uh, come on! How many times you gonna lie? (laughs) It's uh, yeah, it's something else, you know. And
5: today, you know, we talked earlier. You know, the the president leaves the hospital today, gets back out on the campaign, you know, to start campaigning again. Are we going to see any sort of change messaging when it comes to the coronavirus? And will it move more? Uh, you know, will be a forefront of the president's messaging and key issues? Or do you think, you know, or is, are we going to see more of the same? You know, it's it's something to witness, you know, how often the president, you know, touts his own experience and his, his own life and things that he has been involved with. And that makes him such a qualified candidate, such a great president. Um, you know, yeah. it is uh, so... You know, the next thing we're going to uh, you know, watch for is the president attacking Joe Biden for not having coronavirus. Listen to Aaron Perrin, who was the political spokesperson for the Trump campaign regarding that very issue.
2: Well, a first-hand experience is always going to change how someone relates to something that's been happening. The president has coronavirus right now. He is battling it head- on as toughly as only President Trump can. And listen, that of course that's going to change the way that he, the way that uh, he, he speaks of it because it'll be a first-hand experience. But you know that experience, that experience of not only coronavirus, but being President of the United States, that's why you just see a different tone overall from. He's talked about it all. And listen, he has experience as commander in chief. He has experience as a businessman. He has experience now uh, fighting the coronavirus as an individual. Those firsthand experiences, Joe Biden, he doesn't have those.
5: Wow. So uh, so just that we're clear, let's, let's kind of just kind of talk about what we just heard. We just heard Aaron Perrin, who's the Trump campaign communications director, actually trying to spin – the fact that Trump contracted the virus that he himself failed to contain as a good thing, because he had it himself, and and that Biden does not have it, so he is now more qualified.
6: I oh, think what God. gets what gets me, Andy, is uh, the president's tweet of that he was feeling really good that people shouldn't be afraid of COVID to not let it dominate their life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that they developed some uh, really great drugs and knowledge about it and he feels better than he did 20 years ago. I'm like, really?
7: Uh, that's what I don't get, Amanda. Really? If you had COVID-19, shouldn't you be chill? I mean, relax and shit. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it.
6: Uh, yeah, and I think there's a lot of people out there who's experienced it who will have outrage at the idea that you know don't be afraid of it don't let it dominate your life and you know do they do they feel better than they did 20 years ago i highly doubt it um uh, what yeah. what are they giving him what are they giving him for him to feel like that
5: <laughs> in funeral <laughs> or something some kind of uh, a drug that a, a process that has never or rarely ever been used uh it's it's something to be used out of compassion you have to check with the manufacturer before it can be administered. There's Andy. no testing. It, it's supposed to spike uh, the development of antibodies, and there's no testing, no nothing, um, and
7: uh, very few people have received it. But okay. Andy, know, I know what it is. I know what it tell is. Tell me. Fountain of youth. <laughs> hey! <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you would think. That
5: suddenly, over the last two days, that he'd be able to understand the gravity of the situation and act on it, because apparently, watching, what are we up? Two hundred fourteen thousand? Did I say something like that? Two hundred fourteen thousand Americans died over the last eight months. Wasn't enough to recognize that the pandemic was serious? Oh no! Open everything up. Go back to school. You know, get the stock market back up. Hey, it's okay. You know, symptoms are like the flu. It's okay. You know, you'll be all
6: right. Don't be afraid yeah. of this thing. I mean, I appreciate his enthusiasm and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to put some sort of positive spin on that to not let it dominate your life and don't yeah. be afraid of it. I understand that. Positive understand thinking that. helps. It's proven. Mm-hmm. True. Yes, but of course. It's, it's it's in the manner that it's delivered, that it has that tone to it that, that says, you know, I'm not really taking this seriously. And maybe that's just my perception of it because I don't take him seriously. I don't know. <clears throat> I was
7: reading an article. Basically, excuse me for you know, I was reading an article that said he can't um, keep still. He, you know, he can't rest. He, he's always jumping up and with the, um, the coronavirus, he, he can't sleep. He got to be on the move all the time. Right. Okay. Hmm. yeah it's So, whether that's
6: a natural thing or just his his behavior in general.
7: That's that's how he is in general. He just can't yeah. sleep. Got to keep moving. He,
6: he, he going to keep moving. He,
5: he's planning on uh, debating uh, Biden in Miami. He's he's planning on moving ahead with that. I guess. I mean. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
6: How, we've got yeah. on Wednesday um, Mike Pence versus Kamala Harris. Is that right?
5: I look forward to that. I am very much looking forward to that.
6: Right. Yeah.
5: It's going to be interesting. Now, there's a case in point. Uh, glad you brought that up. Here's a case in point. There's Mike Pence. Who philosophically, you know, I, I can d- disagree with, you know, he's just I, I don't agree with much of what he has to say, but he's a good guy. He's a guy who you can respect, a guy who has outstanding character, a guy who stands up for what he believes, a guy you can trust to tell you the truth, I guess, unless he's told to say something else by his boss. Um, and and there and there, there there's a a guy that you can have ideological different opinions and thoughts and philosophies and disagreements, but you can't mm-hmm. look at Mike Pence and say, this is a guy that you know, has no character. He He's a liar. He's, uh, you know, stay away from this guy. He's a con artist. He's a snake oil salesman. Don't go near with a 10-foot pole. Okay. You would never, ever, ever say that about the Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. You would never say that in a billion years about that guy. Tremendous amount of character. And you might not agree with him. Many don't agree with him. You know like he's got this he stance on on several issues which I'm like you know totally in, in disagreement with at the same time you you can't knock who he is, an outstanding individual, truly, truly that's the vice yeah. president of america right yeah, so that's what we were talking about earlier uh, And in regard how does that parlay or work you know what's that have to do with this show is that we're not out to bash donald trump we're we're bashing who he is in terms of the character and the fact that he's the President of the United States and he shouldn't be. Uh, t- today I was talking to a uh, a clinical psychologist uh, to get her on the show to talk okay. about the ability of the uh, mental health care industry, as as it might be, the, the, the practice of psychiatrists and psychologists, um, mm-hmm. to... Is it fair for them to make an assessment... And in fact, even write books, um, analyzing anybody, let alone the president of the United States, if that person wasn't in to see them as a patient uh, to get that analysis. And the fact is, yes, it is fair. And and I wanted to get her on the show when she said she'd come on the show. I'm trying to to nail down a date um, to explain why, you know, what what. You know, if I said, well, you know, the the guy's never been a patient, you know, is it really fair for John Doe psychiatrist to say, well, he's got symptoms of this, he's exhibiting this, he's got this characteristics, that means this and this and this. Um, Mm. If you haven't seen the guy as a patient, how can you make those adjustments and assessments? Well, they can. And and again, these are highly degreed, experienced professionals. And, And from where they sit and they're not and they're all saying they have not done a clinical analysis of this man. They're saying that up front, but from their profession, their expertise, their education, their you know, the top in their field, they're able to make certain assessments based on what they've witnessed. Just like, for example, I've got thousands of hours as a pilot. I got friends that they might that that, that, my, that, that that trump me, haha, ha, no pun intended. You know, I got friends. I think we're going to get a couple on the show here that have you know twenty five, thirty thousand hours flying wide body jets. Where I've got a few thousand hours flying corporate jets and a few airliners. Um, so but but so they they and and myself, there's an aviation accident. Based on my experience, my profession, my education, my training. I'm also a flight instructor. I can make certain as you know judgments surface. Yes. Of what may have occurred to make that accident happen, although yeah. I'm not in the NTSB, I'm not on the scene, right? But I can, and I've done this. I was I was an accident investigator for one particular accident with CBS Television in Philadelphia. One the accident that that killed Senator John Hines when a an aircraft and a helicopter collided. And uh, wow. I, I went to work every day at CBS Television. Worked with a guy named Herb Denenberg, uh, investigative reporter. Herb and I worked together. Um, and he, and he met me on, and the scene was right near my house. You know, wow. it, it landed, the, the, the crash, uh, landed on an elementary school, killed two girls, severely burning oh young goodness. boys and, uh, killed Senator John Hines and all the pilots. Uh, wow. and, and I was in the scene, I was there and I'll never forget because, uh, you know, the, the media was all over the place, all the news trucks you can imagine around the, the, the front of this elementary school right near my house. And I heard the reporters starting to file their reports as to what probably happened and as a professional pilot as a flight instructor as a experienced you know my degree is in aviation they were saying wrong things and I winced and I was like Andy, should I, shouldn't I? Oh, I can't let them say that. I can't let them misguide the public. I can't let them do it. I've got to, yeah. I've got to chime in here and set them straight. So I did, and as soon as people, and they, came, I went over to them, and then and then when one press person comes over to me, they all, oh, I could swarm a bees you're talking about there, Cornell. Of course. They, are, <laughs> they all swarm yeah. around me. And uh, one guy, uh, Herb Denenberg, who he was a very popular uh, investigative reporter, or the former insurance commissioner in the state of Pennsylvania, uh Literally grabbed me by the arm and pulled me over to the CBS news truck. Brought me inside, started asking me all these questions, and invited me and asked me if I would be going to work with him. Um, and we actually went to another airport and we rented a helicopter. Uh, excuse me, we rented an airplane, the same type of airplane that was involved in the accident. Because I told them what happened and why. And the fact of the matter is, this airplane. Real quick, I don't want to get started, start, you know, rediscussing yeah. this accident. But what happened basically is this: uh, this airplane, a uh, Piper Aerostar, was on approach to Philadelphia National Airport with Senator Hines on board. And they put down the landing gear, and they weren't getting three green, indicating the landing gear was all down. Only two green came down. But what the pilots didn't realize is that the landing gear is gravity pulled. As you pull the the landing gear switch down, gravity of the Earth pulls the landing gear down and locked. So if a bulb didn't light up, it's probably because the bulb was burned out. Right, and we we proved that to be correct, you know, and and, and the NTSB came in there and said we'll have an a we'll have a report in six months we'll know, and here's Andy Kimball, you know, he know, who says here's what happened and why within an hour and a half of the accident, and what I said was proven to be correct, and we actually rented a Piper Arrow, I forget, and guess what, in the air, in the airplane we rented, one of the landing gear bulbs happened to be out. Wow. Uh, is that something – now I'm going back to 1991 or two, but anyway, the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you know, can you make – if you're a professional in the field, highly degreed, advanced experience, can you make assessments from, from a bird's eye view from what you know so, thus far? So can one make a judgment on the personality and character of the president of the United States if they're in the field to do such? And the answer is yes. We're going to have an expert come on the Coast to Coast show and tell us more about that. So stay tuned to this show, folks. I'm not sure of the date, but the only re- way you're going to find out is if you stay on our blog talk. Uh, uh, what's our What's our website called? Blog <laughs> Talk. Uh, what's it Monster called? Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh, thank you.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and
5: and monitor our discussions on the on what's the guy's name? Um, uh, the president huh? Donald Trump.
7: <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> you're fired.
6: <laughs>
5: cornell what's our what's our uh our uh our uh, IG what uh, what is our, our uh insta 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 flash site there our insta <laughs> what do you call it there
7: oh my gosh the Andy and Amanda show that's our Instaflash. flash and the Andy and Amanda show
5: so you go to insta flash and you look up um <laughs> Andy and Amanda show right you can't
6: right. tell the truth.
5: Guys, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've God. got some thank clips God. to play. Rudy Giuliani, some other things. I can't, We have. We're. We're. This man. We're going to struggle in the ninety minutes. We're almost done. And, man, it, it is so great having you back yeah. on the show. Aww,
6: thank you, darlings. Appreciate so it. Great to be back with you guys. boys.
5: We're we're looking at doing a a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format here to give us all some more space in our lives actually to do other things that we do with our lives and also to gather more news to make even those Monday, Wednesday, and Friday shows even that much more uh, informative. Um, But we might come on live tomorrow. Stand by. We might be live tomorrow at 5 o'clock. But regardless, we will see you Wednesday for sure uh, on the Coast to Coast show And um, and it's great having Amanda back and and Cornell's, of course, on the team. And my name is Andy Kimball. And uh, boy, this hour flew by so fast. You know what they say. It really did. Because it was positive. We
7: positive.
6: Yeah.
5: Yes. See? See? Yeah. Yeah. We're
6: doing our best.
5: (laughs) It's great. Uh, Any closing remarks, uh, Amanda, that you'd like to share or make?
6: No, just that I hope that, you know, everybody makes good decisions and uh, to stay safe and keep positive, because that's always a, a really helpful thing.
5: Yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, I'm right with you.
6: I'm right with you.
5: Whoops, sorry, I better go. All right. <laughs> I wasn't that same old little girl anymore.
0: She's
5: all
1: dressed up.